0: Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. This is Katie here. Today's episode is a very special one because it marks 1 year of our podcast, Muggle with a Mic. Yes, we started our first episode released on April 7th, 2020, and we are now in April 2021. Over the past year, we have had over 1200 listens to our episodes in 30 countries, 25 states, with over 21 hours of content. Our topics range from Jane Austen to Star Wars to everything in between. We even have a musical episode and an interview with an actual TV actor. We've had so much fun putting the show together, and we thank each and every guest that has been on our show and each and every one of you who has pressed play on your phone or any device that you use to listen to podcasts. We truly appreciate every second of your time and we hope that we've brought a smile to your face and maybe some kind of interesting fact that you didn't know. We hope to have another year of wonderful episodes in the future. If you or anyone you know would be interested in being on the podcast, you can contact us at mugglewithamike at gmail.com. You can also follow us on our Facebook page and Instagram account. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm riding solo today. Nobody else is on the show with me. So I thought we'd have some fun taking a look back at the last year of Muggle with a Mic. So rev up that DeLorean, dust off that flux capacitor, and let's go back in time to some of our favorite moments of Muggle with a Mic. This first section is gonna be our very first intro where we didn't even have a name for the podcast. And that will be followed by a very interesting timeline of how we made our podcast throughout the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Present day, Katie will periodically revisit you to let you know what next clips we're listening to. But first, here we go. Here's our first grouping of flashback clips. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, and then we're saying hi to our viewers right now for the first time.
1: Hi, viewers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, welcome to our new podcast. Uh, my name's Katie, and my co-host is...
1: Uh, Phil. My name is Phil.
0: And we're going to be doing a podcast about mostly movies, TVs, and games, including...
1: Video games.
0: And right now, um, we are recording remotely. When we had started talking about doing this podcast... Um, we were gonna do it face to face, and then this little thing called COVID nineteen came around, and so <laughs> we it totally are.
2: There a
1: wrench in the works.
0: Yes, it did. So we are recording remotely uh, via Facebook Messenger. We're looking at each other, and then we're also using um, a ZenCaster to. Yes. So this is an interesting turn of events.
1: Yes, please forgive uh, sound quality for the first episode. Still working on mics, especially mine. Uh, hopefully it will be a little bit better quality next episode.
0: Yeah, and the and the we were just talking about how doing it through Zencaster is different than just recording through your computer. So we are trying to adjust everything and it will get better episode by episode. Definitely. I saw an article on a survey that said they surveyed 1,000 people and it said 70% of people prefer watching movies in the home rather than the theater after the coronavirus.
1: Um, That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Studios seem to be making money. I mean, it wouldn't bother me at all to have the majority of movies that I watch be streamed from home. I mean, there's still going to be those big event movies I'd want to go see with the crowd, at the theater, but really, it it is a better experience at home. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it said thirteen percent said that they would attend, and seventeen said they weren't sure. So yeah. if we're talking thirteen percent of people are going to go see a movie. I'm scared that theaters aren't going to be able to stay open. This is exciting for me because this is the first time I've ever had someone in the actual room with me
3: to record right yeah the recording studio
0: yeah which is my little music room
3: yeah it's great this is great yeah so I love the setup
0: i mean because since covid phil and i just have done all the remote um recordings right so, because
3: that's the world we're living in yeah this is
0: interesting to have someone in the room that i'm talking to
3: right here it's fun
0: yeah and nope. we're family, so COVID, we can be... Oh, yeah, we're
3: fine. We're in a bubble.
0: Yeah. We're in, our, we're in the
3: bubble, social bubble, so we're good.
0: We still maintain our social distancing outside. We wear our masks. We do. But we're family, so we're in the same room. That's right. We're okay. Yeah.
3: You talked about COVID. How have things changed for you all during this? Obviously, you're not having shows and whatnot, so what are you working on and, and you know, what are you doing during this time?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's a huge change. Um, if you would have asked me a year ago, if anything could impact the performing arts, I would have said no. Um, (laughs) Right. Because it's, it's, it's just so much of like the threat of our community. So I'm working from home every now and then I go into the office to grab something and water my plants. Um, but you know, A lot of it is um, I'm doing, you know, social media and just staying in front of our audience and communicating with them and, you know, navigating what our next season's going to look like as we try and, you know, figure out what the state regulations are. Sure. And then, you know, it's a whole wheel that has to go into place to have theater again with shows having time to rehearse again, having enough markets open up so you can have a tour because even if let's say Ohio opens up and we're the only state it's not profitable for a show just to sadly just come to us. You know, they need so many stops on their tour and then unions too and protecting actors and employees. And there's a lot that goes into it.
3: Oh, I can imagine. I I think too. I mean, I've heard a lot of people's just saying, I just miss going to something live. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss, you know. The human connection. Yeah, just getting away from it for a little bit. And I'm sure you're all missing everybody coming into the theater and taking a part of that. So I, I can totally. appreciate those thoughts.
4: I really, I mean, I've missed it all along. But I, I don't know if you've heard of this little show called Hamilton. And it was on what? Disney Plus. Perhaps. Tell maybe. me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not very not very well known, but what really got to me, which seems kind of silly is there was the intermission and you heard all like the theater intermission noises. And I miss that.
3: Sure. Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, that's part of that normalcy that everybody is just missing. And you, like you said that just that theater sound and the things that we took for granted that you miss.
4: And all the experiences that go up to the point of actually going to the theater, because usually you're going with someone or you have a group of your theater friends and you meet for dinner or cocktails before. Oh, sure. And enjoy that socialization. And then you walk out together talking about the show. I, I miss all that energy too. And just all those experiences.
3: Well, the last show I was at at the Ohio Theater was actually Peppa Pig. So <laughs> my, my four-year-old appreciates... The menu of items that you offer and <laughs> was an excellent show. I mean I think that that's a great opportunity for parents to expose their children to the theater at an early age and for them to see um, the the magical part of that you know the beautiful theater, which is just breathtaking um, and just being there and sitting and being quiet and watching the shows so um, you know it's a wonderful opportunity as a parent to share that with my child
4: yeah, I love that, and that's probably a memory that he'll have you know, hopefully of going to the theater and a special experience that he had, you know, with you. And I love that starting them young to know the kind of those theater etiquettes and having building that appreciation.
3: Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how I started out. Our little theater here. That's where I started playing my violin. And there's a thing about I don't know if you have this as well, but you feel at home at the theater when you start there Mm -hmm. as a kid. So that, that's that going back to that sound of the intermission of the, you know, the orchestra tuning up, it takes you back in time and you feel like you're at home when you're in the theater.
4: That's a great way to put it. I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, 17 films will be on there for 31 days. So the so the, the date they're supposed to hit theaters, they'll be on HBO Max for 31 days that you can... Um, pay for it and watch it. And that includes Matrix 4, Suicide Squad, and Dune. Um, And Wonder Woman will be going on there as well on December 25th.
1: Which, that's just kind of a weird, kind of weird strategy. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that people, you know, once it's on HBO Max, it's going to be pirated like crazy and nobody's going to, you know, they aren't going to make any money on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I doubt the theaters are ex- super duper excited about it. And I'm sure that the people that can't go to the theater are excited about it. But it's kind of yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they found out that's what they had to do during 2020. They just oh. they delayed, delayed and then finally released it on digital. Number one, the weekend box office plummeted 96 percent compared to last year mm-hmm. in December in 2020, they had $5 million in sales as compared to 2019,
1: which was $110.4 Yep. Yep. Not surprising. Nope. Not surprising.
0: Nope. And the average cinema for the top 10 films were making $400 in a weekend. Wow.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah.
1: Say so its and it's gonna get worse because that that basically Warner Brothers basically put the nail in the coffin because they're releasing all their movies on streaming services next year yep. so and even though they're gonna be throwing them out there to theaters, like who's gonna go to the theater when you can you know pay like fourteen bucks a month and then see all the new movies
0: right right
2: yeah, it's clearly the better deal because you can't yeah. really go to the movies for less than you know. Few, yeah, two people it's like a $30, $40 ordeal.
0: Right. You go to one movie a month and you're and it's $15 yeah. for HBO Max, so it's right a no-brainer.
1: And if they keep on doing you know the quarantines and stuff, you won't be able to because they you know they're gonna you know close a lot of the restaurants and theaters and so mm-hmm. forth. So it's
0: mm-hmm. it's not good. Uh just a little history note I did get the vaccine uh last Monday. Last Monday, Mm I got the first dose of the vaccine. All right.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I got it too. I'm not yet, but it's coming soon.
0: There you go. (laughs) Science is a wonderful thing. So I had on here what you thought or how you thought each of the characters, the cast members would handle COVID-19 and what they would be going through. What are your thoughts on that?
5: I mean, I honestly, I think it's a, fantastic question um that if the show would have kept going, you know, they did they did the bird flu. They did the one episode where they did prepare for a a disaster of sorts. And this this question has so many funny if not obvious answers because let's start right off the bat. We have a mask denier, don't we? <laughs> uh, uh pretty uh pretty confident in saying Ron would not be a mask wearer. Um, no, he'd
0: just grow out his mustache <laughs> over his over his mouth and use that.
5: Exactly. I think Leslie reverts to being a hoarder again, having to spend the time uh inside. Um, they they kind of abandoned that whole thing, but Leslie being a hoarder, I thought was hysterical.
0: Well, if you think about it, I guess she cares about everyone else so much that that shows that she puts herself, uh, not, but she does not put herself before anyone else. So she doesn't clean her house, but she'll, she will get gifts for every holiday for every coworker.
5: Yeah. I think, who else? I had some, I mean, Chris Traeger would lose his mind for COVID-19, <laughs> right? Like Absolutely. Th- that'd be a terrible scenario. His body is a microchip after all. Um, <laughs> I think Ben kind of goes with the flow. Tom walks around wearing his um, his helmet.
0: Oh yeah, with the spritzel bottle.
5: Yeah. 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 Um, and if I really want to be morbid about it, I would say Jerry, Terry, Gary, and Larry passes away from COVID
4: nineteen.
0: Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, the other they wouldn't know what to put on the on the headstone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here, here are my thoughts. I have, I have little scenarios for each person. You ready? hmm Okay. So Leslie, I say, is 100% prepared. She has personalized masks for everyone. Every citizen of Pawnee has access to the vaccine before the rest of the country, but many citizens didn't get it because they don't like Leslie, and Leslie continues to soldier on. Chris constantly wears a hazmat suit. Uh, Jerry got the vaccine three times because they didn't know his name. That's good (laughs) Yeah, Donna has a mask for her Mercedes April never gets it because COVID is scared of her For Andy Burke Macklin now works as a personal security guard for Dr. Fauci Uh, Tom found a way to get Tom's Bistro's logo on every mask and every vaccine vial for no reason at all Anne is of course administering the vaccines Jean-Ralphio thinks this pandemic is crazy easy and then ben is famous for his virtual version of the cones of dunshire um, spiking during the pandemic everyone's playing it virtually there we go
5: you you put so much wonderful work into that i (laughs) applaud you i will say i want to add one thing that andy um tells everyone that he took astrazeneca and you find out that it's just (laughs) alka-seltzer (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that would totally, totally happen. Oh, that would have
5: worked so well with this group, like the the COVID nineteen. I don't, I don't mean to make light of the pandemic, certainly, but like you could, just, you could just, you did it, you took it and run with it because it's such a good scenario.
0: Absolutely, and each character is so unique that you can think of, a, you know, a scenario for each one of them. But yeah, no, it's totally serious. But you have to make light of some dark situations or you'll just stay in the dark. Absolutely. All right, present day Katie back with you. And our next section of clips is going to be all about a galaxy far, far away. Yes, on I believe almost every episode, Phil, myself, we were able to reference Star Wars at some point or another, it was inevitable. So here's a little taste of how we fit it into every show. Enjoy.
1: Last week was May the 4th. Big holiday, uh, Star Wars holiday.
0: Hmm, May the 4th be with you. And also with you. Well, and I'm realizing, I'm realizing I said that whole thing about people who do spoilers are horrible people. And then I shouted out the Dumbledore thing. But at the same yeah. time, that that book was released, what, 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. They should have read
3: it. Everybody, everybody,
1: here. yeah. Everybody, and that's like saying, like, oh, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. If you don't know by now. What? Yeah, what?
3: Bill, uh, how dare you tell I me know.
1: that? No, but, you know, the... Uh, Statute limitation. Uh, Next, you're going to tell
0: me that Leia's his sister or something. Uh,
5: right?
1: Don't be, don't be absurd.
0: Because <laughs> I, I feel like Jenna, with her organization and everything, is totally Brooklyn. And then Angela, with her trying to get, <laughs> trying to get Jenna to watch Game of Thrones and all those other crazy shows, would be me. I will never watch Star
3: Wars. Is that
0: going to get me kicked off? Okay, thanks, guys, for listening to Muggle with the Mic. The episode is now over. I don't think I can do it. Well, okay, so I have one. My favorite, Brooklyn, let's see if you get this reference, is when when Michael says, marry me, will you be?
4: Oh, gosh, that is when he asks Holly to marry him. Hey, yes, Yoda. Yes, Yoda, I do know that. Where's Yoda from? Star Wars (laughs) how much of a unfriend would I've got from you if I said Star Trek Uh,
0: again I don't know who you are and I'm gonna hang up (laughs) this phone call thank you very much (laughs) I think you're totally right in the fact that it looked amazing the the directing visual wise was awesome but it, it is true when you when you go down and you look at the writing, which he was a writer as well, maybe he shouldn't be writing and directing at the same time.
1: Yeah. You know? Well he admits that he's not a good writer. I mean he has said that. <laughs> I mean no, he he honestly said that's his weak point.
0: So let let's give him, you know, the key to our kingdom called Star Wars. I just yeah. don't I don't get it.
1: I think they uh they should do a, a show instead of a and Andor story. They should do a story about ice ice cream man um, on Best <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that would be funny. Oh, look, someone dressed up at it at Comic Con. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's a Lego ice cream man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. What you did
1: you what you Google like Star Wars ice cream man?
0: Yeah, I just put ice cream maker, Star Wars, and all this stuff's coming up. They do make a Star Wars ice cream maker. Uh
1: yeah, Will Row Hood—that was the character's
0: name. Oh, that's so funny. Well, now I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch Mando season one, and I I know the safe that you're talking about. And yeah, after seeing it now, it's...
1: But yeah, it's definitely ice cream maker. Rebel, Rebel, um, ice cream maker
0: awesome well that's a good note uh, that's a uh, that's a good dessert to end the meal on get it the meal of our episode
1: oh, okay. well there you go and there's there's a meme it's like i don't always flee bespin but when i do i take my ice cream maker <laughs> 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 you get the java sound
2: effects <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: I say you just do that at random times, Phil. Don't tell us when you're going to
5: do it. <laughs> <laughs> be
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how was that, like, in that day and age when it was like, you're in school and everyone's all about Star Wars?
1: Oh, I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing. And, um, you know, cinemas were a little bit different than they were today. You know, you didn't, you yeah. actually had to go to the theater uh, because they didn't, you know, they didn't have a VHS or, uh, DVD players, obviously. Um, so you, you know, you'd go and see it as many times as you could, because then you wouldn't get to see it again, unless it like later came on like HBO or something like that. And I, I do remember when it actually came out on HBO. It's just like, I probably watched it like a hundred times.
0: Where she says, Well, you didn't you weren't around for the originals and all that stuff. I was and blah 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 and but it's true. The thing with this series is unlike Harry Potter where they all came out all together, you know, there's different generations that have been introduced through Mm -hmm. different different ways and different means. So that's why you can have a Star Wars fan at any age.
2: Oh yeah. As a kid growing up watching them, I didn't think they were bad movies or like i didn't notice the bad acting um (laughs) until i got a little bit older um and then you kind of see some things but yeah those movies to me were probably my i guess yeah they were my star wars growing up um but i still my viewing order was just bonkers for the movies because i've seen four then i've seen one and two before i ever even watched watched five and six for the first time so (laughs) yeah
0: well, let, let's address that. Let's hear everyone's opinion on what you think the appropriate viewing order is. For someone who's just now hasn't seen a Star Wars, doesn't know anything, we've got five different options.
1: There's only one. There's only one right option.
0: <laughs> what's, what's your right option, <laughs> Phil? I'll, I'll let
1: you explain them, and I'm going to tell you what my opinion is. <laughs> and you can tell your opinion, but it doesn't count because mine's right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like I, I have a question. How would you feel if like Ryan Johnson did an no, episode of the How dare you how
0: dare you?
2: I I mean I would have to watch it. Where's
0: this one go? It moved the beeps. I had it all prepared and it moved the beeps.
1: <laughs> moved the beeps. So give me give me my Jar Jar Binks one. You never know what he's saying anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> <laughs> present day katie back with you let me set down my hoverboard we are going to do our next section of clips which is a grouping of fun moments throughout all of the episodes. It's a great compilation. This will be one of the longest sections of clips, but I hope you enjoy each and every one of them because I had so much fun making each and every episode. Here we go. Hey, you've got your fun run shirt on. I do. <laughs> I dressed appropriately.
4: Ethan has a Michael
0: Scarn shirt he could have worn. I do. Why didn't you wear that? Isn't it um, threat level midnight?
5: It actually does say that, yes. It, since we're recording in the closet, I could quickly throw it on, but I'll leave it to your imagination what it looks like. <laughs> I think my brother got it for me for Christmas at like $5 at Hot Topic one year. It was on sale.
0: Best $5 ever spent, huh?
5: That is the truth,
0: yes.
3: Man, Mr. Buttlicker. William Buttlicker. Yeah. <laughs> Bill <laughs> Buttlicker. <laughs>
0: my family <laughs> built this country. <laughs>
5: Oh, I like the sound of your voice. <laughs> I Mr.
3: Butler. Wanna... our <laughs> prices have never been lower.
5: Uh, and he gets Michael on the phone. Oh, I like the sound of your voice. He says, I want to buy a million dollars worth of paper off of you, but you have to fire the sales rep I just spoke to. Don't do it,
4: Michael. <laughs> but it's a million dollar sale. <laughs>
0: Nick, that voice you heard, the deep baritone voice is Phil.
1: God. <laughs>
5: How you doing, Phil? Nice to meet you.
1: It's nice to meet you as well. Excited to have you.
5: Well, no, I'm I'm glad this is uh, it's a little surreal, but like, you know, I, I I love Katie, and you know, let's talk about acting. Let's uh, let's get into this thing. Let's do it. As far as the TV world, it really is difficult to get a television audition if you don't have representation. And that's just a fancy term for an agent or a manager uh, in the city. And nowadays kind of what happens is I will, maybe the night before, sometimes two days before, but normally the night before, I will get um, some sides or the lines that are going to happen the next day, a schedule in terms of like, like the time that my audition is when I have to be there. Uh, I'll get a little bit of a character breakdown, which will say, you know, for me, the character breakdowns are always very humbling because I'm a character actor. So it's always like, he's fat, but not too fat. Or uh, <laughs> my favorite one ever, uh, it was for an HBO show. It said, he's balding, but hip. I was like, hey. <laughs> did you lose his hair? Yeah. Can he hang? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was good. And then you spend that night and the next morning doing your homework
0: and i remember i think i saw sense and sensibility before i saw pride and prejudice but i still like pride and prejudice the best
6: that's true i remember watching that like as a, a little girl actually
0: i loved emma thompson I and then too. realizing she'd be in harry potter as Trelawney. Well, i was re-
6: then realizing that it's um oh what's her name titanic girl Oh, Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet.
0: Yeah, yeah, she does. She does a great younger sister too. A little bit of annoying younger sister. They're not all like that, right? <clears throat> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Johnny Flynn gets up there and does a duet with Jane Fairfax's character, and I could he... tell he was singing. Yes, and he's playing the violin because I can tell. Because he's not smashing the tomato. <laughs> Do I need to explain?
6: For all you cool cats and kittens who don't know what smashing <laughs> tomato
0: means, Katie is about
6: to explain it to you. Take it away, Katie.
0: So if you ever want to know if someone is actually playing a violin, you're taught on your left hand, which is holding the fingerboard, to pretend like you have a tomato between your wrist and the fingerboard, and you don't want to smash it. So if your wrist is touching the bottom of the fingerboard, you're smashing the tomato. You don't want to do that. So you want to make sure there's a space in between. And he had the space in between the fingerboard and his wrist. So he, he plays the violin.
6: Excellent. This explains, this totally explains your love of ketchup to me now. <laughs> All your life you've been told not to smash the tomato.
0: <laughs> I would like everyone to get their elfin bread ready because Philbo Baggins has returned to the Shire.
1: <laughs> and it is nice to be back. Well, he, and you know, I had some friends, it's like, well, oh, he died. It's like in sci-fi, nobody dies unless <laughs> you see them die. And they cut the, they cut the, they cut the camera away. And even when you die, sometimes you aren't dead. You come back. I mean.
0: Right. You got to see a body, <laughs> but then again, that's not even the case in stranger things. They find bodies and it's not the actual body
1: oh that's true yeah i wish they bring barb back darn it
0: (laughs) oh no she got the short end of the sci-fi stick
1: oh she did she's kind of a cult favorite
0: and she was only in one season
1: yeah not even the full season she died right uh spoiler yeah if you haven't seen it spoiler alert
0: (laughs) don't get attached to barb So let's talk about that film. Let's talk about the what caused Harlan's death.
1: Okay. Oh, you're opening up a can of worms <laughs> on this
5: one.
0: <laughs> the other the other pet peeve I have of his writing, again, there are other aspects of the of the movie that are that are awesome. The acting is amazing. Yeah. So we're just pointing out the things that annoyed us. Yeah, that's, um, what, that's
1: like I said before people always think, "Well, you you must hate that movie." No, I just like to talk about No,
0: yeah.
1: like the plot and the writing. I mean, I it, it was enjoyable movie. It's just if you think about it, which I like to do. I like to I don't like to just watch a movie and throw it away. I like to think I think about it and watch it again and right. and pick up things and and whatnot. Cool. But
0: and I I would say I am a Ryan Johnson director fan. I am not a Ryan Johnson writer fan because most yeah. of these problems I have are with the writing. Um all of them really are with the writing of it.
1: No, he's a competent director.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: I've heard that on on any <laughs> 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 I'm sure it's been on a e at some point at some time. Um yeah. Is that like, it's not Masterpiece Theater, but what it is,
0: sounds
1: what is, like it. is that the James Lipton, like, <laughs> it, was, it sounds like, it sounds like it should be on his show.
0: No, it has that air of classiness and debonair. Yeah, like, and
1: like Pride and Prejudice or, you know, some Victorian.
0: I think it sounds like people are sitting down for a really fancy dinner. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, well, enlighten Um, me. What what is that?
0: That is the Brandenburg Concerto Number Three, Allegro, by Bach.
1: Mm, I was gonna say Number Four, but
0: oh, Number Four, yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, yeah. But I was off. I was off.
0: You should know. It sounds nothing (laughs) like Number Four.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like boring when when most of the original cast died off. It just you know to me the whole show was about, like, Rick, uh, oh, shoot, my brain's going blank. His son, Coral! Uh, Carl. Coral! Yeah, Carl. Coral. Uh, and then, like, when they, uh, you know, spoilers!
0: <laughs> spoilers! They, They're when zombies! They... Yeah. Oh, gosh. No, it's, it's true. We have covered the whole spectrum of pop culture.
1: Yeah, well, that's okay. You know, we we don't get to talk that much and then like so we come together it just kind of like it flows so
0: well and 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 the conversation naturally went that way so if you think of something you gotta say it right
1: yeah 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 that's for sure
0: well so our final thoughts on stranger (laughs) things (laughs) let's bring it right back around (laughs) um stranger things it's a good show Yeah, you should watch it and i will say it's it's fun for all ages because i i got my mom who is uh she's older than me we won't say her age on here but um i got her to watch it and she loved it um so it's for all ages
1: yeah i think anybody even if they aren't big sci fi fans if if you're a fan of like the eighties or eighties movies i think um there's something in there for you. I think there's a little little something for everybody.
0: Just like this episode.
1: It, yeah, exactly like this episode. I was even there for the Star Wars Christmas special, the holiday special. <laughs> I remember seeing that on TV uh, when it came out, and then they, you know, quickly... Took it and locked it in a <laughs> vault someplace, <laughs> never to be seen again. Never to be seen again, except on my YouTube. Yeah.
0: Okay, I've never watched it, but I mean, oh. I know that people hate it. What What's so bad about it? Well, oh you can
1: you can see it on YouTube. I mean, it's just really cringeworthy, really cheesy. Um, Isn't I mean, there it's, just it's like just... a ten
2: minute rift of uh, Wookiees talking to each other in Wookiee? Like they're not you just There's no dialogue. It's just them oh. barking at each it's, other. It's yeah, it's bad
1: yeah but you missed the most important movie slayers no elf
0: he did elf pretty sure i think he did
1: he was in elf i mean he was, He played doctor. you sit
0: on a throne of lies
1: <laughs> you smell like <laughs> beef and cheese that's <laughs> no, nah, it's yeah i'm pretty sure he directed uh,
2: elf that's yeah, like he did of i of just them. looked it up yeah
1: Yep.
0: interesting sorry i'm so sorry listeners that's
1: okay I'm, do your research I
0: failed you <laughs> i failed you anakin well i saw that they're, they're for christmas guys later this year they're coming out with a concept art book for the whole series
2: yeah mm. I'm probably gonna be picking that up
0: merry christmas to <laughs> so, so yourself you, right yeah <laughs> right
1: do you think baby yoda is a clone Or do you think, like, Yoda and Yaddle kind of got a little bit friendly? I
0: mean, come on. (laughs) We all want the latter. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking. But you can
1: always. It's sci-fi, man. You can can do anything. (laughs) Well, they already
2: did do anything with Maul once. Multiple times, actually.
0: (laughs) I think he could do it. Come on, Maul. I believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: man.
1: Uh, speaking of it, I'm, like, I haven't watched it. There's a, a YouTube thing, but there's a theory that, like, like it, like the, the creature, it, is the mm-hmm. same species as Mary Poppins. They're both the same type of creature. Oh. One uses the Excuse power for good. Use like, me? Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah, I mean,
1: I, saw, I haven't watched I need to watch it. There's, like, a YouTube out there where they're talking about that um, it's the same species, but, like, one's using the power for, like, obviously bad. Like, is it, it? And then, Yeah, and then one's like Mary Poppins where she's using her powers to...
6: Help children.
1: Yeah, help children. <laughs> That's a
6: wild idea, but I, tw- in a twisted way, I see how that works.
1: Yeah. Which I need to watch it. I keep meaning to, and I just end up not having the time, but it is an interesting theory. I was like, hmm, I'm going to watch that someday and see, but yeah.
0: Well, there's also the theory that Mary Poppins went to Hogwarts.
1: Oh,
0: there yeah there. so that's
1: that's pretty interesting mm-hmm I but she, she need, well I
6: like, guess yeah. um, she doesn't use a wand
0: you,
1: uh, umbrella uh, like Hagrid. yeah she, she oh, has yeah yeah oh,
6: okay
0: she has her wand and she around. uses the bag like hermione uses little purse to put things in
6: yeah okay
0: yeah there are a lot of ties with it
6: but yeah, do int- i think she she does kind of have a mcgonagall way about her she does in like mm-hmm. her prim and properness i guess
1: Speaking of Emily Blunt, she obviously did Harry Poppins.
6: I know people. that's why you were like she's the same creature as it. I'm like, no, she's <laughs> not. <laughs> but I, I will, I'll allow it.
1: So that, that would be my favorite. I have a runner up. Oh, okay. It would be uh, Bill Murray and Scrooged.
0: Oh, you got my number one. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's fine. That's my number one. (laughs) Way to go, Phil.
1: Uh, I was worried that we might. Because we didn't discuss. We haven't discussed any of these, um, like, what our picks are. So I'm sure that we might have some that kind of overlap between the movies
0: and -hmm, and everything. mm -hmm. We've already started. This is the horrific scene where Baby Yoda eats the lady's eggs. (laughs) <laughs> with the frog lady
2: yep good old frog lady which was not guarding those eggs very closely because no. baby Yoda got his hands on like six eggs for that episode right. she should
0: have had like a passcode on it or something
2: right it's I mean this is Star Wars you can't put a passcode on your egg vacuum container
1: oh I, well I guess there's a big kerfuffle about that too because people are like boycotting it's like he's eating her children you know I mean, there were, there was people boycotting it because they were all yeah. like, I'm like,
2: people literally got upset over it's, that.
1: <laughs> Why? I mean, it's like a, it's a,
2: I yeah. I don't know. But then some people were <laughs> saying, well,
1: how, hey, you know, he's really eating them. Maybe he's just, you know, going to throw them up him later warm. and yeah. keeping them warm. You don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> Incubate.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, uh, no, well, I did get disturbed when I saw that, but I also didn't get so disturbed <laughs> that I don't want to watch the show anymore.
2: Right, and that was a lot of complaints. Were seemed to be like people were heading that direction. They were just going to boycott the show entirely. It's like, uh I took each their own. I also,
0: guess. I'm sorry, but if she had those in there, did she not count them like a kids on a school bus? Did she not count them and then realize she's missing some?
2: That's that was my thought with it. Is how is this? How is she not realizing she's missing it's some like, eggs? Right. It's like
1: Home Alone, uh, Frog Lady. Where um, it's like, where's my eggs? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things too, it's like, Dagon Maxwell Lord, have you never watched a movie with a genie in it? Was he thinking he gets his dream stone? What's his first wish? It's like, I wish I was the dream stone. You know how bad that could backfire on you. You could just like be a turn him into a rock. Boom. I mean, that's a yeah. stupidest wish. I mean, say, give me the powers of the wish stone. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a little thing. But the whole time I watched it, I'm like, no. Oh. It's like never wish, <laughs> never make a stupid wish like that. Because you're just going to wind up being like, boom. Okay, well, you're the wish stone now.
0: Well, there's a reason why he's a villain because he's not as smart as the heroes. (laughs) Let's start off this episode with fear does not exist in this podcast. (laughs) Your turn, Phil.
1: (laughs) Record first, record hard. No mercy. (laughs) How about that?
6: That was good.
1: Or it could be (laughs) podcast. Cast first, (laughs) cast hard, mug with a mic.
0: Anyways, it's it stars Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, and I practice this name: Jolo Meraduena, Mary Mouser, and Tanner Buchanan.
1: Good, good for you. I I wasn't even going to attempt.
0: <laughs> well I watch, videos, I, I watch YouTube videos. I watch YouTube videos because I knew I was gonna mess it up because I was pronouncing it Zolo and it's like Jolo, Jolo Maradueña, and it's actually n Nahuat, Nahuatl language, which is an Aztec huh. language, which it means dog star in, in Nahuat. Huh. And he, he's of Mexican, Cuban, and Ecuadorian heritage. Wow. I had fun finding all that. <laughs> I mean, the what the the technology we're using right now just to record this is more than what they had.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yep. That's that's for sat sure.
0: On top of fuel and shot straight up into the air <laughs> based off of that.
1: <laughs> yep. No thanks.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just it I mean, I could think about it all day and never be able to grasp my head around it. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's pretty neat that we're doing this movie the week that Perseverance landed on Mars. What was it? Uh, was it Monday? Sunday? Monday? Yeah. Yeah, they landed, uh, just for historical reference now since we're recording, they landed Perseverance rover on Mars. And the amazing thing is that, okay, they look at what they do with their smartphone technology is that that rover, robot, landed itself they for 7 minutes they didn't know what was going on with it i mean they did but it was flying itself to land on the surface of another
1: planet. oh no see that that's that's just scary cuz you know that thing is going to have like artificial intelligence it's going <laughs> to become sentient and come back from mars and just you know it's going to be the whole like star trek voyager like star trek the motion picture
3: Mm-mm.
0: Taylor, tell us where your recording studio is. Oh, well, coming to you live from my aunt's closet. (laughs) Because that apparently is where the best sound is. (laughs) Oh, oh, Jean-Ralphio. And that's Ben Schwartz. Uh, He's hilarious. Um, I think he was originally supposed to be uh, one of Leslie's love interests. And they said he was too young for her. so he became Jean-Ralphio and i just think it i don't think there's any character on any other show that's like him
5: that's no you're right and uh, let me hopefully this will be my first and only tangent let like parks and rec be a lesson to all actors in that showing up and doing a good job and, and being yourself and showing your talents is never a bad thing because if it doesn't work out right now it'll work out later This show is littered Mm -hmm. with people who auditioned for a different role or auditioned for a different show or just like I think famously at this point, there was no April Ludgate. A different casting director from this show saw Aubrey Plaza and told Mike, sure, you got to put her in this. She's so weird. (laughs) So, I mean, it was only a matter of time before Ben Schwartz became Ben Schwartz. Parks and Rec introduced two things into the lexicon right into the world in general and if you didn't watch parks and rec you might not know that there was no treat yourself before parks and rec and you know the other one right help me out galentine's day
0: oh that's true
5: i mean galentine's day is huge yes no
0: it's a real thing now
5: yeah and that's as far as i know you tell somebody can tell me if I'm wrong. Those were both Parks and Rec uh, inventions.
0: I take my little Irish whistle and I just join in in the pub. <laughs> 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 you fit right in. Guess who? That's right. President Day Katie is back. Our final grouping of segments is all about quiz questions. For those of you that have listened to several of Muggle with a Mic episodes, you'll know that frequently at the end of our episodes, we like to have some fun and play games. Um, it'll be quiz questions, sometimes we use audio clips, but it's all about fun. So, So here is a compilation of random quiz questions throughout the past year. Let's see if you studied. Great, Scott. Here we go. All right, well, are you guys ready to battle the Battle Royale of of Star Wars? Oh
2: yeah. I'm nervous. Let's, 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 let's do, do it. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh I I have no prize. This is just for honor.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> Bragging rights. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, so I'm going to pick a number between 1 and 10 and whoever's closest to my number gets to go first. So Phil, what's your number? Threve. Three? Threve. Threve? That's (laughs) Yeah. Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to (laughs) respond to that. (laughs) What what number exactly is threve in the American numeric Uh, value?
1: Oh well you tell me your what number you picked and I'll tell you. (laughs)
0: All right, well, we'll just see if, if Robbie gets the number. Okay.
2: Uh, so, how about six?
0: You said six? Yeah. Well, the number was seven, so I don't know how to decide.
1: <laughs> well, see, three is a combination of three and five, so it's eight. So, it's so eight.
2: I'm
1: like right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will defer to Robbie so he can go first. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool like that. I'm so
0: confused. Okay. What year was the Joker's first appearance in the DC comic book series? Oh man. Okay. A. 1940
1: B. 1955 C. 1964 or D. 1982 Oh goodness. I know it's not 1982. Um... I am going to say 1940. And I know it's probably like 60, but I'm saying 40. I know I'm going to get it wrong.
0: The first appearance was in Batman number one, published on April 25th, 1940.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Two two for <laughs> two. Yes. <laughs> the soundtrack to The Princess Bride was composed by Mark Knopfler. Who was a member of which '80s band? Oh geez. was he, was he a member a member of the Police, Dire Straits, Kajagoogoo, or Crowded House?
0: <laughs> you made up those last two. Um, nope. <laughs> Kajagoogoo, what the yep. heck? That's
1: <laughs> an um, '80s band. Look it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I don't think it's Dire Straits. It can't be.
1: Kajagugu did uh, Too Shy. 1983. So I just wanted you to know that is a real band. So.
0: Thank you. I needed proof because I thought you just sneezed when you said that. No. Um, okay, then we're going to just go with D.
1: Crowded House? Yeah. Nope, you're wrong.
0: It was Kajagoogoo, wasn't it?
1: Nope, you're wrong. No.
0: <laughs> it's either the police or it's probably Dire Straits because it's the first I said that.
1: It is Dire Straits. Yep, he's a front man for Dire Straits. Huh. Get your money for nothing and...
3: And your chicks for free. Yes. <laughs> a seasoned opera singer complains about an increase in workplace safety violations and is replaced by a younger <laughs> rival with an influential vocal.
4: <laughs> that is Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> that is right, Lisa. <laughs> you win
3: a brand new car. Yes!
4: <laughs> I love the,
0: the part where they say they complain about an increase in workplace safety. Violation. Know, that's the best
4: description I've heard.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.
0: In the Battle of Yavin. Wedge Antilles holds which number in the Red Squadron. Oh, oh my
2: god. Oh <laughs> uh, this is gonna oh, be What disgusting. was a
1: combination of his locker
2: like on Yavin Bay <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh
2: I'm gonna say and this is purely guessing Red Three.
0: Oh it was Red Two. Oh <laughs> I, thought, I
2: thought it was red three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so three can be also five minus three, so red two, right?
0: There <laughs> yeah. you go. You get no points for that. <laughs> okay, ready? What runs around the whole yard without moving?
6: Sprinkler?
1: I was going to say water, but what runs around the yard without moving
6: a fence
3: elementary my dear watson
6: what is happening right now <laughs> <laughs> yes that was a sherlock ladies and
0: gentlemen in the santa claus tim allen plays scott an overworked dad who accidentally inherits the Mur- job of murder santa
1: who murders santa <laughs>
0: As He's you can see, it. the wordage is accidentally.
1: He probably was like getting up there to put like banana peels on the, on the roof.
0: <laughs> he, he greased down the top of the roof. Yeah. Um, what was Scott's original job? Murder for hire. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: Assassin. <laughs> I remember him being at work and getting real fat.
0: Wearing sweatpants, eventually.
1: I don't know, give me options on that.
0: Postal worker, football coach, or advertising executive?
1: Advertising executive.
0: You did it! Congratulations! Yep.
5: The map of Pawnee, Indiana is actually a flipped map of what real city?
0: Muncie. And you're a genius.
5: Yeah, Muncie, Indiana, uh, Jerry, Terry, Gary, and Larry's favorite vacation destination.
0: He he owns a timeshare there. That's right. Well, I tried to pick ones that I might know. So if I might know it, anyone might know it. (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh,
1: Is that a bounty puck?
0: Is that me? Look, uh, there must be some
2: mistake. I can get you more credits. I can bring you in.
3: Or I can bring you in. <laughs> 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 um,
1: I'm going to say, like, I'm going to go Katy Perry and say hot or cold.
2: check uh, it. I can bring you in warm.
0: Or I can bring you in cold. I'm, I'm going to go uh, ahead and give that to you, Phil. Because okay. yeah,
2: that's, that's
1: warm it. and
0: hot, you got the cold. So I yeah, give that to you. Right. Who, who said it?
1: Uh, like Mando. Yes. It was Mando.
0: Yes, he did. Oh, yeah.
1: Well done. Thank you.
0: Daniel originally sought out Mr. Miyagi because of what issue with the apartment? And I can give you multiple choice or you can just answer.
1: Give me multiple choice. I think I know we're
0: giving okay. a multiple choice. A, the kitchen faucet leaked. B, the lock on the front door was broken. Or C, the shower wouldn't start. Is it B? The lock on the front door was broken?
1: Yeah. yeah. No,
0: Santa! No. Uh, it's... It was
1: the faucet, wasn't it?
0: There was the faucet, yep, yep. Yeah. Which of the following actors is not Irish? Ready? Ready. Ewan McGregor, Jamie Dornan, Saoirse Ronan, or Liam Neeson? Okay, I don't think Liam Neeson was. Is the question who wasn't? Yeah, who was not. So all of these are Irish except for one. Okay, I'm just going to guess Liam. Oh, I have a particular set of skills, and one of those skills is not knowing who's Irish. (laughs) 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 It's it's not Liam. Liam is Irish. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, he kind of has a faint Irish accent, but it's actually Ewan McGregor. He is Scottish. Okay. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi is Scottish. What does IBM stand for?
1: Uh, International Business Computer. Am I close?
0: Wait, what was the third word you said?
1: Business Computer.
0: What does IBM stand for?
1: International Business Computer.
0: No, <laughs> M.
1: Oh, uh, machine.
0: Affirmative. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Got it. Uh, not IBC. <laughs> Hello! Oh. Oh my goodness.
0: Fact or fiction. Austin wrote under the pen name, quote unquote, a lady.
6: No, I don't think that's, I think that's fiction.
0: It's true. It's true? Only Austin's immediate family knew she was the author Author author, shush, shush, of her first published novel, Sense and Sensibility, which on the title page says it was written by a lady.
6: Oh, I don't know if I... I guess I like that. A lady. Hmm. I don't know. bothers me. <laughs> what if,
0: Bulford. What if someone's going down the street and they go, I, you ha- read that book by that lady.
6: <laughs> oh, dear Katie. <laughs>
0: Well, what's what's
6: the author's name? I'll know some lady. Hey, okay, you sound like the chimney sweep from Mary
0: Poppins. <laughs> That's what I'm is to... that
6: what you're going
0: for. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cheree. All right, all right, all right. Present day, Katie, back. How'd you do on the quiz review? Did you do well, or is Mister Strickland going to call you a slacker? I'm sure you did. Wonderful. That ends today's review episode of muggle with a mic. Again, thank you to each and every one of you who has listened to one episode to all 20 episodes of muggle with a mic. I can't thank you enough. I also want to thank each and every guest that has been on the show, including Lisa Minkin, Nick Reynolds, and all of my friends and family who have participated. And even though Phil is not on today's episode, I want to thank him for all of the episodes that he's been on as my co-host, and I look forward to many more. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for another year of Muggle with a Mind. See ya! real honest with you for a minute? Give it to me. Okay, so we're on Muggle with a Mike. I do not know what a muggle is.
3: I can actually uh, ditto that. Seriously? Yeah, I don't know what...
0: It is a Harry Potter reference. Yes, I will explain it to you in a British accent because there's another opportunity to do it. So a muggle is a non-magical person. A person without magical abilities. So... We are all muggles, unfortunately, because we do not have magic wands and can't turn lights on with them and that fun stuff. As far as you know. Oh, why haven't you told me this? <laughs> <laughs>